I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't know that I've ever seen two safeties play seven seasons together. I know Micah's year got cut short last year a little bit, but I'm amazed at all they did. And for us, not only on the field, but the culture here and just every day, you're not going to find two better pros than that and to, for two guys to be back there what they did was, was amazing another area two players where you can maybe get tricked into thinking because of their injuries really it's Hyde's injury last year which was lengthy and Poyer being in and out a little bit earlier this year like man the injuries but really for what you get in the NFL, these guys were super durable. I mean, seasons where they almost never left the field. And in total, more than 200 games, regular season alone, between uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Hyde will almost definitely not be back. And maybe Poyer is close to that, too. Although, he's got a contract, actually. He's got a contract, but, you know, he's got to want to keep going. And they've got to want to pay him. Like I, I got, I got to look. I'm not sure. I, I felt like he came back, and it was much more modest than we thought. But that doesn't mean they won't think better of continuing. Um, but he is under contract, so he doesn't have to not, you know, be gone. But Hyde, I think, is done. Two million dead cap is all. Not, not a huge deal, like you said. Right. Um, cap hit seven point four. Poyer might be worth it. Yeah. Let's go to Tony next. Hi, Tony. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I can't uh, quit thinking about the, the game management piece, Not and obviously this game, but you know, how many games are left a few years have we lost by one score? And I, I thought about something earlier kind of think is interesting, but let's say this past game, coming out of the two-minute warning, the score's reversed, meaning we're up by three. Chiefs have the ball. I think it was second and nine. Each team, I think, had a couple timeouts. What do, what do those last two minutes look like if the Chiefs have the ball? And they, they're in, you know, approaching the red zone, basically needing a touchdown to win the game, field goal to tie. Are they throwing the ball? Are they running the ball? What's that look like? And what's the outcome? I'm curious what you're talking about. Might depend a lot on if they're able to run the ball the way they were running the ball all day, they're probably running the ball. A big problem for the Bills at the end of this game, really in the fourth quarter, if not even the entire second half. Like the game started, the Bills, Tony Romo couldn't stop talking about it, and rightly so. I mean, the Bills were manhandling Kansas City up front. It was seven yards, eight yards, every first down run. Uh, boy, this and even coming out of halftime, Romo was like, you know, 
Jim Nance asked him, who would you be, you know, what's your biggest concern here or something to that effect? He's like, the Bills up front have been giving it to Kansas City, and I'd be worried about that as we get into the second half of this game. And the Bills simply stopped being able to do that. I don't know what Kansas City did differently, um, but they stuffed it, and KC never stopped being able to run it. So, I mean, my answer would be if you could run it effectively, you would keep running it and run the clock down and hope to get your touchdown eventually with, you know, 30 seconds or less left on the clock. And if you get stuffed, you end up kicking your field goal, but you probably have a better opportunity to run the clock down if you can effectively run it. The Bills at that point really couldn't. Unless it was Allen running, which in which case it was automatic, especially on, you know if he's dropping back like he did. It's a really fascinating question. You can't answer it. What would have happened? Because like like you're saying they ran the ball, so why not do that? Why why you don't might maybe would be imagine having your season end Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes handoffs and then needing a 44-yard field goal in pretty good wind. Like how would that taste mm-hmm. if you didn't win? You know, what the Bills did do is leave it to their best guy to win it for them. Right. And he didn't. Yeah. With those two plays as I said a lot yesterday and Sunday, like I just wish they had been more high percentage. Yeah, shorter, setup shorter, plays. shorter passes could have worked too. Um, and, you know, it, second down, they had that, Diggs. Third down, there really isn't anything. I don't know if Allen – it still feels to me like Allen got out of there before he really needed to, and that kind of eliminated the left side of the field. And as, you're, as you watch that play unfold, it's one of those plays that you could really go to town on screen grabs of options he had that the Chiefs sort of just gave up on as they sort of followed him to the right sideline. Um, so, you know, could he make a throw like that? Maybe, but you're asking a lot. Um, if he stands in there, maybe he gets back to someone. And But then again, maybe they're not open because I think, again, the coverage rolled as, as Allen rolled. I, I'm glad that this caller, Tony, brought up the end of the game. I am absolutely still, it's two days, here for analysis of the end of the game. I know we've already had the postseason press conferences, <laughs> but it's second and nine, not just second down. It's second and six It's different. Second and nine it's ballsy to hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco or James Cook mm-hmm. on second and nine when you have Allen and Mahomes, and this is it. Plus, being down three, you're not going to need to go on fourth. You're probably not expecting to go on fourth. Fourth and one, that's a different question. Maybe fourth and two, that's real a really tough one for a coach. Fourth and five, you're kicking. Fourth and nine, as the Bills add, you're definitely kicking. So that changes second. You don't have much freedom. It's one reason that people miss very often on why fourth down is so great to go on because second and third down, even first down, can be different. Second and nine, when you are down by a field goal, you're not maybe going to want to hand the ball off. Then if if you get stuffed, you've got one shot at it. And the field goal right. isn't even high percentage. Right. The move. The move was shorter passes. Um. And again, like again, like that would have been perfect. I, I'm not in. I haven't been since Sunday night, in the mood to ding Josh Allen for trying to hit an open receiver in the end zone, <laughs> give them a four point lead with an extra point added in. Uh. And that's you know that's what happened. And that you know that went awry. It's on the it's on the list. It's on the list of uh, almost, right, with the digs drop. Still can't believe digs drop that ball, that long one.
First play of that drive. Very, well, it's, it's just easier to move the chains, if you will, when you have to go on fourth, and the Bills didn't have to go on fourth. They could have. We had a guy yesterday who was just like, of course they should have gone on fourth and nine. You know, if they had been thinking that way at all, they're going to run, at least if it's Allen even, one of those two plays. He was probably, as he's rolling right on third down, he probably would have loved to run, just didn't see, think that he had it. They, they, I thought KC did a very good job on that play in particular of just not really, he, he had the side, he did, had the sideline and not even really that. Like he didn't have much yardage there. They were just, they were guys there. They, they did a, they did an effective job. Again, I, I think he got out of there sooner than he needed to, um, on that play. And maybe that's what doomed it, but. Yeah. Here's Mike next. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. I guess just following up, Mike and Bulldog, on that last drive, my biggest problem with it was the first and 10 from the 27. James Cook's prior three runs before that, minus four, zero, and minus three yards. He had minus seven yards and three carries. They had absolutely stopped him the second half of the game. They were getting nowhere when they handed him the ball. And instead of rushing Allen, which which takes care of the clock issue that you're talking about, and who they had never been able to stop the entire game. Every time you ran, he got four, six, eight, whatever. It's like Brady just it, – it bothers me that he would call that play at that time, and now you force Allen into a second long. You know, you throw the ball short on second long – and now you're into a third and situ- third situation. You know, you're. I don't have a problem with going to, trying to hit Shakir on, in the end zone, but you just can't run Cook on first down there from that. It just makes no sense. It, it's a fair enough criticism, I think. Uh, I think it it is perfectly fine that they wanted to run it there. They want they can get to the two minute warning. Kansas City's up against it with the clock. They can't. They don't want to use their timeouts yet because the Bills could still get one or two more first downs. There's a way here that the Bills can end the game with the ball, field goal, worst case scenario. That's what Kansas City is afraid of. So I like, you know, it could have been a draw or something, sure, but you know, could have been Murray or Johnson right. even. But, but, an inc- but an incomplete pass there gives them another stoppage before the two minute warning. Right, you definitely didn't want that. It's a free timeout. Right. Could have run a, a screen. They ran. They threw so many passes behind the line of scrimmage. There, there were definitely, definitely other options. And you know, of course, Cook doesn't have to be stopped for one yard. But yeah, I think, I think the big point there was run the clock. First down is a running play, so that we can get to the two minute warning. I mean, the Bills have, in a couple of recent, recent enough games, done a, a genius job of killing the end of the game, and winning the game on Bass's foot. That's that's the Dolphin night game last year. That's the Raven game after Poyer's interception of Jackson in the end zone. The Ravens never get the ball again. There's like five minutes left. Right. But it just sort of played out perfectly, and there was that possibility here. They just needed a first down and then another one, and once they went to the end zone, now it's third and nine, and they're down three, not four. Four is easier it's dangerous, but it's mm-hmm. easier. Down three, then it's like sort of we got to throw beyond the sticks or we're going to kick it. And these little things, all almost all of what was talked about, maybe all, like that the Bills ever talk about today, McDermott being, pays no heed 
to strategy, you know, these sort of little things. For all the credit they got and gave themselves for, quote, saving their season, you know, six and six on, really just the criticism was, I'm sure a lot of people criticize them for everything, but the smart stuff was never really, it was only about winning these things, like Philadelphia, Denver, Mm -hmm. New England, you know, late game, timeouts, play calling, strategy. And that's why, again, I'll say, like, I'm, I'm not ready for the end of that game to go away because it's just more of the same. And, like, yesterday people are calling in about McDermott's future, and you and I are both like, I can't imagine Terry Pagula. I said a lot of times, I, I don't even think he would understand the criticism that, that – the, the most common, I think, criticism of McDermott, I'm not even sure he'd be aware of it. It would make any sense to him. Like, what? And and here you have the press conferences, and it's all just like, again, there's just like... There's no question about no, There's the no question. No. And it misses what I think is the most, is the fairest, maybe by miles, criticism of this coach. And, and all these things are debatable. Like, what I'm saying about the end of the game, I'm sure a lot of people are like, what's the problem? Like, I would think Terry Pagula would be like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? What's the problem? Shakir was open. Right. That's where I am. Yeah, I mean, okay. Right. Like, I'm listening to all this, and, like, I, I would have liked it to have been different, but it's not, to me, like, egregious. Like, I, I, my quarterback tried to throw to an open guy in the end zone. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, and I'm processing where we're at at the two-minute warning – and I'm up three, and the Bills are at my 27, by far the worst-case scenario is a first down in two plays. By far. it's If they score it, if, if it's complete to Shakir, what's Mahomes? Like, great. Let's see. We go. Let's go. Right. A minute 55, I can score twice. I just did this to them two years ago. Right. I can score twice. Fine, let's go. And what happened is fine, obviously. It's better for Kansas City. I mean, game's over. Right. But right. the first down, especially if it comes in two plays, is the worst-case scenario for Kansas City. And I want one of these playoff games for the Bills to sort of know that. That's what it's. this is all about with McDermott. That's what this is all about. And that never comes up at press conferences with any kind of precision or detail. It, not all press conferences, but ones like these. You know, these are about, we need to coach better. <laughs> this is this would be coaching better, actually. Okay, end of rant. Ross Tucker at five. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 